Hello, and thanks for tuning in to our November episode. I'm your host, Kim Newfeld, and the Executive Director of Bike Walk Wichita. This month, we'll celebrate our 10th anniversary in a special designation from the League of American Bicyclists. We'll share upcoming events. Roaming reporter Amy catches up with Nathan Young, owner of Continental Cycling, and we'll shine the spotlight on this month's very special volunteer. Today in the studio, I'm joined by Amy. Hello. And our first lady, Nancy. Hello. Thanks for tuning in and joining us as we talk all things bike walk. Can you two believe that BWW has turned 10 years old this year? Seems impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it just seems like yesterday. I mean, before we had headquarters, uh, when we were meeting in local bars, the anchor, Meads Corner. <laughs> Meads I mean, Corner. It, mm-hmm. Without Meads Corner. City Arts. Yes, we mm-hmm. would not have had uh, space. So our local businesses have always been uh, our friends and partners from day one. But Nancy, I know Barry started this organization 10 years ago, and you were right by his side. Uh, I met you early on and uh, felt welcomed. Did, did you foresee what it is today? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> Barry was always saying, I'll, I'll just be, I consider this a success if we get bike lanes. I mean, oh. that was really his ultimate goal. That was, yeah, our main focus. And then to just bring together some cyclists because yeah. uh, at that time, we didn't have any kind of real organized effort, community-wide effort. We yeah, had for advocacy. Clubs, yeah. Right. But we didn't have this effort that really tried to lobby and advocate for Mm -hmm. what it is that we want our city to be like for cycling and walking. And at that time, we weren't thinking walking either. We were strictly cycling at Mm -hmm. that time because that's who, uh, you know, Barry knew the most and that's who he brought in. He had kind of stopped running by that point and was cycling, uh, yeah, for his fitness. So. What's funny is, I mean, Bike Walk Wichita, our monthly meetings were, you know, I came to one of the first monthly meetings on a third Thursday evening, uh-huh. uh, City Arts, and um, I can't believe that's never changed, that we still have our monthly meeting on the third Thursday, uh-huh. um, and I always enjoy seeing all the new friends, but I thought we might take a little trip down memory lane, uh, just uh, remind some of our newer friends, kind of, of some of the fun transitions and um, activities and events that we've hosted over the years. So I know you two have been uh, involved in quite a few of them. So uh, as we mentioned, our first meetings were just held around town. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, no space, uh, just wherever we could would find space. But that really helped us build, I think, relationships uh, in Old Town and, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, City Arts and all these local businesses. So well, and I think it was a, a more casual atmosphere, yeah. so people stayed and socialized after the meeting. We had so, dinner. We would gather and have dinner or drinks exactly. after meetings. Exactly, and I think we built relationship. You know, I know that nothing's going to move forward if we don't you know, yeah. collaborate in a relationship way. And Barry knew that from the get-go, that the culture was really important for our organization and actually right. started with our values, which mm-hmm. we still have not changed one value since day one. Uh, right. They're still was, the same. It was mm-hmm. so nice, you know, because I, I did attend some of the meetings at City Arts. I wondered and, when and you kind of came yeah, in. Yeah. I, I couldn't was, remember. Yeah, I remember attending some meetings in City Arts, and then I also remember doing... Um, not, I didn't sign up for a shift, but I wanted to check out Bike Valet when you guys first had Bike Valet. Yes. And I remember you guys were all in in 
uh, excited about bike parking a kayak yeah. in a bike valet. <laughs> <laughs> we do find joy in the little things. Yes, yes. we do. Yes, but, but the thing that the thing that really uh, was wonderful to find out about the meetings was that you guys it, there was not this clickish feel that you know. Yes, you guys had all this history together, and uh, there were people who had known each other in bicycling for a long time. But you also paid just as much of attention to the new people in the room mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. who, you know, tried to get to know them and tried to get to know, you know, what their needs were. And it's like, how long have you been biking or walking? Where do you bike or walk? You know, just very yeah. general, you know, get to know you type of things. And, and really, you guys do a good job of just welcoming people yeah inclusiveness is our first value Mm -hmm. and really Mm -hmm. barry from the get-go um i think understood that and i think having women at the table and in leadership roles within the the first group and stuff Mm -hmm. was also uh, i think he he knew exactly what he was doing Mm -hmm. although he likes to act like he may not have well i think um that welcoming part and and bringing people in is one of his strengths. It's just it is. something that's natural to him. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that has served this organization yeah. very well. And and others model it. You know, Absolutely. It, it kind of it trickles it, down. Yeah, it feels very organic. Mm-hmm. It, it is, well, it is because it's the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not forced. Uh, we don't have procedures. Right. Uh, it, it's, yeah. It's just yeah. who Bike Walk Wichita mm-hmm. is. And, so. I, and I know that, you know, with the, the bike valet, that was kind of one of the first activities that it you was. guys did. It was. One yeah. of the very first. Yeah, to uh, introduce yourselves to the community at large. Yeah, and, we meet so many people oh that we gosh. would never have mm-hmm. crossed path with, you know. I mean, that's how we grew our newsletter. It's how we grew our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was very wise. I remember it was like those were the two things we did, advocacy mm-hmm. and Riverfest. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. I mean those yeah. in the very beginning, and yeah. and and that when the city was working on um, the strategic plan, mm-hmm. the master bicycle and, and plan. So it wasn't just um, mm-hmm. a bike valet at Riverfest; it was bike valet. So when people came to participate in the strategic plan, right. we watched their bikes for them. Exactly, right? and exactly. Got to know way more people, plus the city yeah. people, the people yeah. that mm-hmm. are making decisions about. <laughs> we're helping what them. We're going to do. Yes, we're, we help the festival. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the festival needs mm-hmm. us. Because because of parking right. issues, and, the, uh, and it's attractive. In mm-hmm. the city meetings, you know, it's like they're, most most city buildings and county buildings have terrible bike parking. So uh-huh. providing yeah. bike valet raised awareness mm-hmm. of that need of bike parking, and also provided a great service for right. folks. And that's then that that kind of additional benefit was that we were sitting around at the bike valet continuing to build relationships, exactly. yes. continuing to meet more bike people. And to dream up new ideas. Exactly. Which exactly. is, I think, uh, one of the best things at Bike Walk Wichita is really these first 10 years, and I don't see it changing much, uh, we've let, as Amy mentioned, people come in, residents mm-hmm. come in, they know what needs or what barriers mm-hmm. they're experiencing, and they also have ideas and opportunities and skills. Mm-hmm. And... When someone comes in and they say, you know, why don't we work in this area or what are we doing about this, uh, you know, and they have some passion or some energy to come along with that, uh, we jump on board. And I think that really helped. It created a really broad organization, which can sometimes seem a little messy or a little scattered to people from the outside. But really, it's meeting and addressing the needs of people at the resident level, also at the community policy level. So... 
it's, it's more organic, like you mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember the meeting at City Arts when Alan, I think it was either maybe his second or third time he came even. I know we didn't know him very well. Um, And he asked, what are we doing for our homeless friends, you know, who rely on their bikes as transportation daily? And we all just kind of looked at, (laughs) at that point, we weren't doing any programming uh, for really people struggling with homelessness or or utilizing bikes for transportation. Um, several of us bike commuted, but I mean, and we, we understood that, you know, doing the network and advocating for the master bike and pedestrian plans were, were key mm-hmm. to that. But I just remember him asking that. And then here we are, Recycle is our largest program today. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely uh, utilizes and puts out the most resources and distributes mm-hmm. the most resources but also brings in the most partnerships, uh, donations uh, from the community, and also volunteers. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, his one comment, Mm -hmm. I often remind him when he's feeling a little stressed about Recycle, uh, remember when you asked? (laughs) (laughs) Be careful what you ask for. That is a a saying. And if you're at a meeting, we won't necessarily assign it to you. So... (laughs) Well, you know, what's really funny is that uh, Barry and I are both social workers and, you know. Very evident in the culture of our organization. But we, but we even had not gone beyond, you know, bike lanes, bike paths, um, trying to figure out how to, how to advocate and all of those things. We hadn't moved into, we did, had, we had no idea that this would become more than a, an advocacy, but but a social service in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, we are yeah. serving our own community, right. which is a pretty cool yeah. thing. It is. Re- recycle, I mean, from that one comment, Recycle went from, you know, Alan just kind of working out of his van. Yeah, just yeah. right out of his minivan. Yeah. And um, then, you know, and talk about the how we got our space. So Recycle, which was started out of Alan's van, yeah. that open door, um, it just turned into this, I, I mean, such a large part of Bike Walk Wichita. Really, it's it's one of our, our most diverse programs, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing. But, uh, yeah, the, he was doing uh, Open Door uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday mornings, still is, pretty uh-huh. much every Wednesday. You can find him and Carrie and Alan others down there providing free bike repair. But the Wichita Eagle, they reported on Alan. They had a nice snapshot uh, of him working out of, the, out of the back of his minivan. And uh, that actually led to a, de- a local developer offering us this building space for $100 a month. Um, and that is how our headquarters uh, was born. Mm-hmm. And wow, I mean, as soon as that, as soon as we had a headquarters, it just took off. Mm-hmm. Nancy, do you remember we actually uh, went and purchased the roll of carpet? And I love, there's a photo of us standing around Googling how to lay carpet. <laughs> <laughs> This is such a DIY organization. <laughs> yeah, and, and if you if you want if you want to help people and bring your DIY skills next to the makers, yeah. this is the place to this do is it. it. It really is. Um, but it really has kept us sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very frugal, and we always think about uh, another one of our values is repurposing resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, upcycling, recycling is all really important to us, and also. One thing that I think you and Jack and some others brought is there's a lot of latent community resources. I mean, there's a lot of people that have 
space or other, you know, vans or resources that, you know, they'll partner with you and collaborate and just take your initiatives to the next level. And I think that was something that Bike Walk Wichita from day one realized there's a lot of resources out there uh, and a lot of partnerships. Mm -hmm. Uh We're kind of a big tent. I mean, we've got a big enough tent. Let's bring everybody in and let's all work together because, you know, we can accomplish so much more that way. Especially, yeah, Wichita really is a small city Mm -hmm. uh, still. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's a great city to do advocacy and other work in uh, because you can build relationships. You know, you can call City Hall and get a meeting. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, get a hold of of local business owners and and really get their attention and and have discussions with them. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Wichita is kind of the perfect size city I think to be doing the work we're doing and right. and to really we are transforming the city and it's it's really exciting to see how mm-hmm. it's changed over mm-hmm. these yeah. ten years. Mm-hmm. And so Nancy, you kind of directly, you and Kim kind of brainstormed to get this uh, women bike ICT stuff going and put some emphasis on yeah. women and biking and women and walking and that was yeah. apart from you know next to the welcoming thing. I was just like, oh, here's some women who are organizing things specifically for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that just... I don't know how you recognize that early on, Nancy, or if mm-hmm. it's just... Um... I, probably mostly organic as well, mm-hmm. but uh, but I can't keep up with the guys on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just seemed to me like we needed to have more ways mm-hmm. to engage women. And not just to ride or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or even walk, but mm-hmm. to gather. And organize. You know, and, and, yeah. and to just promote the things that are important to us. You Although know? I will say we do look better on a bike. We Well, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> so that helps. You know, it, it helps propel our organization forward. And I remember sitting at Mead's Corner when you with Jen Rig, and I remember oh, yeah. you suggested, I think we should do a fashion show. And I was, we both looked at you <laughs> like you lost your damn mind. <laughs> but it turned out to be one of the best things we did. <laughs> it did. I mean, I thought, who wants to see a bunch of women up on the runway in Lycra? It turns out a lot of people. A lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. But the main goal of Bike Beautiful was to show that you could ride in anything. Any, right. you know, skirts, dresses, pants. It's just depend, Lycra. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also highlighted our bike shops uh, uh-huh. to help people understand that if they had questions, they could go into their local bike shops. And here's mm-hmm. the shops and here's the selection they carried. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's nice because all of our bike shops have a unique flavor. And uh, so I really like that about our, our town. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it was good to see all the different ideas of, you know, the different Such creative. Flavors. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And at that point in time, I was not involved in organizing Bike Beautiful, the, the fashion show and stuff. But I was seeing, I had gotten on the mailing list for Bike Walk, <laughs> which taught that time. And uh, one of the things that uh, with my boyfriend and I, he hadn't really started coming to the meetings and stuff yet. But uh, I told him about this fashion show thing, and I said, this sounds really cool, and and it's at the fish house, and I want right. to go, and it's right after work, and I said, they have they, they only have so many swag bags, and damn it, I want a swag bag, <laughs> and, and I'm not waiting for you, so you're on your own to get there, because I'm going to get there right when the doors open, because damn and I it, remember I want did. a swag bag. I remember you did. Yeah. <laughs> You were there right away, and you jumped in and helped out. And right. I thought, she is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we need to recruit we, her. Yeah. Uh, yes, for next year. Yeah. And so it goes. Do you right. remember making all of those bandanas, Kim, Oh, my at gosh, my those house? were so fun. I still have mine on my mm-hmm. bike. Oh. 
Uh, I use it all the time, and people ask for them. We screen, we hand dyed them first because uh, Nancy loves tie dye. Anybody who knows Nancy, <laughs> you're going to find her in tie dye, uh, which was awesome. And then we screen printed them, and uh-huh. uh, I think that's also important. We've known from day one uh, there's something about art uh-huh. and the crafting and repurposing of resources and just those special touches. And so I think that's something that we've continued mm-hmm. to bring out, and it just makes all the different this little details yeah yeah and again it provides another opportunity for people to come together and, and build relationships absolutely to, to, to create yeah. those things, and to support you know? our local businesses at the same time I mean it just exactly works exactly. out really well do you remember at the very first bike uh, beautiful uh, you know we had models wearing our fashions mm-hmm. and we had models from I don't know like seven eight nine ten years old yep. to like I don't know 75 yeah Plus, so yes, um, and what our our one on the plus end, um, ma'am? Yes. Um, when she walked down, we, and we actually built a runway that was elevated, so everybody could see and our it was models. A, and it was a bike lane. It was a bike lane. That's right. And then we had loud music, just like you were in New York City going yeah. to a, a fashion show. And here comes Mim strutting down in her lycra, and all these women stuffing dollar bills up her, her shorts. shorts on the leg yes. of her shorts. It was yes, made a great donation. There. Yes, we could not have anticipated that. That was one of those unexpected consequences yeah. of having a great time. And you know, I I think it's about time to to bring back Bike Beautiful. Yeah. We've taken a few years off, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just might be about time. Ah, Kim's planting I seeds. I can see it. Oh I've missed it. It was just always so much fun. It was. Um, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. It was. It was. DJ Tara really uh, knows how to bring the music. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also, of course, as Nancy mentioned, added the pedestrian side of efforts because, of course, when you're talking about biking, walking, infrastructure, a lot of it fits naturally together. Mm-hmm. So that was a really big, I think, addition to our organization and something that at times has been a struggle. It's sometimes harder to get people to organize or engage uh, in advocacy, especially around walking, because we just all do it. Uh-huh. Um, we take it for granted. Not as maybe trendy as mm-hmm. the biking on, you know, sometimes. But I've really been impressed with some of the strides that our pedestrian work group has made. I mean, it's just grown tremendously. And mm-hmm. I love all the fun walks that are exploring our parks yes. and art and uh, downtown areas and neighborhoods. And yeah. Yeah. we were it's, just on one recently, yeah. Amy. Right, right. And uh, so we did a walk of the, we did like a mural tour walk of downtown, some of the murals along Douglas. We started uh, on a Saturday morning from the farmer's market and just walked uh, up to, up east on Douglas yeah. to kind of towards 130, the 135 overpass. And if you haven't checked out the murals on the pylons underneath the 135 overpass, those are really beautiful. And it was done, I think most of them were done by the Army of Artists. Yes. A lot of artists are really trying to make Wichita more beautiful and bring awareness to some social issues and things going yeah. on. But, but yeah, our walking efforts and just just walking along Douglas, it's kind of loud and noisy. <laughs> yeah, and, not the most pleasant right. of walks in so, between the murals. Yeah. when Several of the women that I was walking with, I was like, man, I cannot wait till we get Douglas redesigned so that we have slow down traffic and don't have to yell at each other walking side by side to have a conversation about these murals. 
the those little little things you know just having to have a pleasant place to walk and go to businesses and stuff right and just kind of raising awareness of lots of businesses stepped out and asked mm-hmm. us what we were doing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yeah. had conversations yeah. with us along yeah. the way but it's always exciting too to see how all of our work really interlocks and really mm-hmm. comes together to to create those bigger impacts that we're looking right. for and stuff people may not realize yes the art walks and the different mm-hmm. things do connect people and mm-hmm. connect to businesses and help grow our advocacy. And, and it just shows. I mean, right. there's nothing like experiencing it uh, to really open someone's eyes and right. give them a fresh perspective of, mm-hmm. well, this is how it is, but this is really how it could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It just, just yeah. changing just because how it is does not mean that improving the design can make it better. Right. I mean, we we just need to be brave and take that take that step and and be conscientious of mm-hmm. how designing uh, our streets and our sidewalks and our bike paths, bike lanes and stuff can actually improve the experience and improve the economy for our oh, businesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they need it right now more yeah. than ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another really really great project that our pedestrian work group, some of the advocates Jane um, and others really helped champion and start was uh, the annual bicycle pedestrian count mm-hmm. that the Wichita Area Metropolitan Planning Organization conducts annually. And that data is so important. And uh, so, you know, it was started in 2012, and every year uh, we have this wonderful count data mm-hmm. um, at these snapshots in time. Uh, you know, and I mean, since 2012, uh, it has risen 80% uh, according to last mm-hmm. year's uh, count wow. results. So uh, some of the work being done um, has had tremendous impact. I also love the walkability audits yeah. where you can walk that, you can turn on your cell phone, pull up our walkability audit and score that block as you walk mm-hmm. it. You know, are there nice crosswalks? Are there benches, or trees, cracks, you know, different things. Right. Loose dogs, animals, litter, mm-hmm. things. And that data automatically is uploaded on a GIS map for us and for some city staff uh, to look at and to utilize. You know, this is how they can prioritize where mm-hmm. they're going to fix things. There's not enough money to, you know, fix every crack in, this, in every sidewalk. So... Right. It's our, our attempt to get that conversation and, and stuff started with the city. So yeah. long-term projects uh, definitely takes a lot of patience. Um, yeah, so we do a lot of, you know, it, with the walkability audits, trying to raise awareness yeah. for residents and plan, city planners and decision makers. But we also, you know, we try to have some... Uh, education efforts within our own organization and and uh, our bike education classes yeah. and our LCI program with the licensed cycling instructors that you know, that's just a the another step to help bring everybody to the a little deeper knowledge about what absolutely what, what we've got and what's available you know the more people that we can get having that same frame of reference yeah and talking about this talking with the same language is just makes conversations move forward much faster. Absolutely. I mean, our power, we've seen as, a, as an organization, our power and influence has definitely grown uh, over the decade. And I mean, that's, it's really exciting to see. And um, I do love our bike education uh, that we do and having so many different cycling instructors uh, leading different classes and talks um, and events. Uh, it's just, I think it adds to the variety and, and interest. So always excited uh, to hear what they're coming up with. And I don't know, um, 
if either of you did either of you take uh, the early bucket panniers class that Liz no. taught? Uh-uh. No, not the that was one. that mm-hmm. was awesome. Now I know you took the uh, Diana the Diana one, yeah, uh, fabric mm-hmm. panniers class where we sewed custom panniers, um, mm-hmm. and they were super awesome. I just I love the creativity, also, mm-hmm. like I said, mm-hmm. that residents bring to the organization. I think that's the the benefit to having a truly resident led organization uh, with about four hundred active, I mean, volunteers mm-hmm. uh, every year. Um, it's just that variety, so, and, and creativity. Yeah, then we um, also have uh, things from the city that they plan, like Open Streets. Yeah, Open Streets ICT. We, we uh. really try to put a lot of effort into that to get our name out there again. It's another thing that's yeah. like, like Bike Valet at Riverfest, you know. I think we have one of the cooler uh, stands and stuff oh, because, sure. because we have our obstacle course. and yeah. Little kids and big kids yes. love the obstacle course. If there's a ramp, uh, you will find a bicyclist, <laughs> right. Right. for sure. Oh. Yes. And that took a lot of championing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I traveled to Atlanta with city staff and, and Jack Brown and others to learn about, you know, how to put on open streets. And mm-hmm. we worked side by side with the city for years to get that going. And I can't wait until we can open back up and mm-hmm. have, have that going again. Because yeah. it was yeah. such an awesome event. Uh, Mm-hmm. And so important, I think, for people to experience Douglas Avenue and all of our streets um, at that slower pace. Right. Businesses, yeah. of course, absolutely loved it because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they were flooded with business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people were shocked at how many businesses have opened, you know, in this whole area. You, so. you, definitely, you definitely see a lot more things in your neighborhood when you slow down absolutely there's a lot more you notice yeah. at five yeah. or ten miles per the, hour right the wa- walking pace is so much more conducive to meeting your neighbors seeing what's available than just getting in your car and driving through your bubble at 40 miles an hour which is why we always joke you know what we're doing is really not about the biking and walking so much i mean we're building a stronger neighborhood stronger mm-hmm. communities um and we're just having fun while we do it, which mm-hmm. is what's awesome. I have to say, open streets, I've never seen so many smiles, so many yeah. happy people, people that were just thrilled to be on the street. Douglas just is a, a wide avenue. It avenue. is, I it mean, is our it really iconic is. downtown avenue. Mm-hmm. It deserves uh, you know, yeah. a redesign after so many years yeah. and decades. Mm-hmm. And really, that leads us into our advocacy. Yeah. Uh, so we've really ramped up our advocacy over the years, and that is our primary mission still. You know, We added the Advocacy Ambassador Program because the city has over four dozen projects in play that we're trying to track and advocate for. So we now have our A-team, which is just awesome. <laughs> I, I love them. And they really are tracking those projects and engaging and, and keeping us informed. And I'm really excited for 2021 because we'll be rolling out our neighborhood connectors, which is kind of that next level down and really uh, strengthening uh, relationships in in specific neighborhoods. Excited to see where we go and how we continue transforming Wichita over the next 10 years. Yeah. People have noticed, you know. Absolutely. It's... it's, uh, we were talking about the uh, licensed cycling instructor. Well, that's certified or that's through an organization called um, League of American Bicyclists. And they have other uh, programs besides just licensed sure. cycling yeah. instructors. Yeah, we get lots of good resources mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. and uh, So, yeah, national, state level. Yeah. Uh, which we yeah. were really excited mm-hmm. uh, to hear that 
the League of American Bicyclists des- gave us platinum level uh, bicycle friendly business designation this year. That is a tremendous accomplishment. We are the first business in Kansas. Yeah, I was really shocked. It, it's about time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's about time. And there are lots of uh, gold level and silver level and other level businesses here in Wichita. And so we just want to keep adding to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so, of course, if you know a business or university mm-hmm. uh, that is interested in applying, we can, uh, Alan can provide assistance with that application. Yeah. And yep. yeah, we were really, really excited. Well, thanks for uh, joining me uh, on a small uh, trip down memory lane. It's just been so exciting to see the transformation of our organization and our community at the same time. Yes, it really has. And and I I don't know, Kim, if I've ever told you this story before or not, but I remember after you'd been involved with Bike Walk Wichita after a period of time, I remember saying to Barry after a meeting, I said, there's your successor. There's the person who's going to take this organization to the next level. And that's exactly what you've done. Oh, thank you. I think a lot of credit goes to you, Kim, for really enlarging the tent and bringing more people in and having that vision. We have a great team and that's, you know, that's what it makes the the dream works. So yeah. like I said, I think they had it planned out a little bit more than they let on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I knew what I was necessarily stepping into, but I think they did. <laughs> it all worked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sign up on our on our mailing list or come down and and get uh, in connected with us to see what we're doing for the next 10 years. That's right. So hello everyone. Uh, this month I get to sit down with Nathan Young and we kind of have a bittersweet interview. So I hope that you will enjoy it and welcome Nathan to our podcast. Well, I'm glad to be here and glad to talk with you, Amy. For those of you who have not heard, I have very sad news that Nathan has decided to close his bike shop. Would you like to talk to us about um, that decision or and tell us a little bit about your, your Continental Cyclery. Sure. Well, Continental Cyclery, we started it in 1983 in Hutchinson. At one point in time, we actually had three shops, one in Hutch and two here in Wichita. We grew. We Then things started happening, and so we decided to consolidate back into one store here in Wichita. We've been doing that since about 1990, end, 98, I believe. End of 98, we closed the Hutchinson shop. Made things a lot simpler. And we've enjoyed for the last 21 years uh, being just one shop. But in any case, uh, as far as what's been happening lately, about a couple years ago, we, our son moved to Washington State and uh, started a small business doing custom furniture, custom cabinets. And that's something I've always enjoyed working with wood and, and working with him. So I kind of got the brain moving and churning. Didn't know when we might be able to join him to help him out, but that was on the back of our mind. To do that, uh, as the next couple years progressed, we saw specifically this year with the coronavirus, with a lot of troubles with getting inventory here at the bike shop, whether we're looking, talking bicycles or parts, tubes, tires, cables, the basics of what it takes to run a bike shop. Uh, when those became very difficult to get, we decided, well, maybe this is the year we just need to make that change. We've 
kind of been looking forward to. We yeah. didn't know whether or not we were going to have to wait till I was, mm -hmm. you know, fully retired or whether we could just do a, a partial. Yeah. Uh, well, once I heard the news and, you know, picked myself up off the floor because <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of a shock. It was to me, it was an obvious decision. It's like your bike shop's already empty. You know, I mean, you have you've sold so much with the bike boom from the pandemic and it's hard to get things. So why fill it again just to have to empty it again when things are not as booming as they were? And so that to me, it was just it was like, yes, that's such a smart decision. And well, we looked at it yeah. from the perspective that if we were going to be here for the next 10 or 15 years, mm -hmm. then, hey, we'll weather the storm. Right. Uh, we could weather the storm, but since we were already thinking of doing mm -hmm. something else, mm -hmm. this just could, became the logical point in time to make yeah. that happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm glad mm. that you get to go and spend time with your son, and uh, we're definitely going to be sorry to lose mm. you in the shop here and lose you as a part of this community, but gosh, it, not... A lot of people get to go and do something, take another step and pivot and do something that they love with their kid that is, you know, I mean, yeah. that's just such a wonderful thing. Yeah. We're excited. So, yeah, it's, it is bittersweet Yeah. in the mm -hmm. sense of probably the thing I'll miss the most is just all the wonderful people. I walk through the front door yeah. and I get to help them and serve yeah. them and mm -hmm. solve problems for them. I yeah. definitely like yeah. solving problems for people <laughs> and mechanical things. And, uh, and so we're going to miss that tremendously. Yeah. So how long has biking been a part of your life? When I was, well, a child, <laughs> you know, most of us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get into cycling when we're small. I was probably five or six years old when I learned how to ride a bike initially. Mm -hmm. uh, fast forward a few years, I had a paper route in a little tiny town in Wisconsin. I delivered bikes on a, or delivered papers on a bicycle. Oh, my goodness. Well, my bicycle broke. We were in the middle of nowhere, proverbial, proverbially speaking, in the sense that the nearest bike shop was eh, 50 miles away. Mm -hmm. And so my dad said, well, you can fix it. So I did, and it was, <laughs> most people, I, I think back on those days, and then I think forward to today, and it was a, a three-speed hub that died. Oh my goodness. And I was probably 12 years old, and my dad had a book, and I read the book, and I tore it apart, and fixed it, and put it back together, and wow. it worked. And so I was like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. And so I ended up starting a little bicycle shop in a little town of 450 people. Oh, my goodness. I fixed the neighbor's bikes and the people around town's bikes. And I had an account at a wholesaler. I was 15 years old. They didn't know I was 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so you got into business super young. <laughs> I got into business super young. And then I worked uh, kind of, so that's the tiny side of it. And then I worked actually for the, college at uh, University of Wisconsin in Madison. Mm -hmm. One semester, I worked at the second largest Schwinn dealer in the world. Wow. And wow. Uh, that was a whole different experience, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, enjoyed that. Fast forward a few mm -hmm. more years, and we ended up in 1983. I got, had gotten laid off from a few jobs. 
And I decided, well, I'll just get back into the bike business and yeah. start one. And we started one in Hutchinson. Mm -hmm. A few years later, we bought one in Wichita. And, yeah. and then the rest is history. That's fantastic. I didn't even know about the Schwinn stuff. That's incredible. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I first discovered your shop when you were on Douglas, on like Correct. the south side yep. of Douglas. Right, Seneca and Douglas area. Yeah. Was was happy to find that you didn't close there. You just moved over here to West Street right. and stuff. So, and I really appreciated service you provide. You know, you really cared about people and you really cared about their bikes. And you know, you you come in and it was such a welcoming shop and and you just had so much knowledge and and it, it, just so much respect for everybody that walked through the door, regardless of whether they were super high end racer. Super, you know, commuter or just whatever. Every, mm -hmm. you know, people and bikes. It's, it's just, they're all the, you know, they're out riding their bikes. They're not sitting on the couch. They're not, they're out enjoying moving and being active and stuff. And, and just, I really appreciated how well just cared for everybody and, and had that passion. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, you're going to move to Washington State. That's the plan. Yes. Yep. Yes. So how, um, and you're closing your shop uh, October 31st. October right? 31st will mm -hmm. be our last day open. We'll be hanging yes. around for a little while. We've okay. got to clean things up here. We've mm -hmm. got to get our house sold Yeah. before we can take off. For Looking into 2021, hopefully. Yeah. And I'm, a lot of people have asked about my tools. Mm -hmm. Am I, are they going to be for sale? And it's like, no. Well, I have some for sale, but I am taking a full contingent of tools up there, I suspect. <laughs> Even though I'll be doing woodworking, there will be lots of opportunities to work on bikes up there, too. So That is one thing, you know, with Bike Walk Wichita, that is one thing that I appreciate, that they have that recycle shop. You know, they, mm -hmm. ha they have a shop right. where... You know, people can, they have a youth program where teenagers can come in and pick out a bike and help re refurbish it and make sure it's working. And any volunteer, whether you have skills to work on bikes or not, can come in and help them clean up uh, children's bikes because they give mm -hmm. away so many free bikes right. to kids. Right. And that's, mechanical skills are not something that you, in today's world, you can easily go to a place and learn. You know, there just aren't a lot of, places that are so accessible and welcoming to uh, any any part of our population to just come in and want to learn to work on something that's mechanical right. and that's that's a skill that I think is is very needed right now and there's a I mean and that that's in a lot of different areas yeah. of life mm -hmm. it's not just bicycles yeah. it's yeah. mechanics for cars it's mm -hmm. all kinds of trades people mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. just isn't a big push right. to get people to learn those types yeah. of things and they're yeah. sometimes looked at as maybe a lesser job right if you are right. someone who really is skilled at doing that yeah and in fact it really isn't mm -mm. Uh, mm -hmm. those skills are needed and I see a big big future for folks yeah. who want to get into that. Yeah. Young people that want to move in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. A lot of stuff needs to be fixed exactly. and built and yeah. everything else. Yeah. With you kind of leaving the Wichita community mm -hmm. and stuff, what would you see? And, and Bike Walk Wichita has this mission to make Wichita more walkable, bikeable, equitable, and safer for people to 
live here and lead healthier lives. Is there anything that you can see that we need to, having been a part of this community for so long, that um, you can think of we need to focus on or look at for the next, you know, five, ten years or three Mm -hmm. years or, you know, what do you think Wichita needs next for walking and biking? I think one thing, just backing up a little bit from the question, one thing that really impressed me was the research and the formulation of a really long-term bicycle mm. plan. I'm not sure mm. how many years ago that was. Yeah. <clears throat> Five, the eight, ten years ago, something like plan. the master bike plan. Yeah. That really impressed me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the development of that over the years, I think, has done a lot mm-hmm. to improve people's perception of cycling, mm. people's... Um, access to cycling, mm-hmm. hope for cycling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I think, if I recall correctly, it was a 50-year plan, mm-hmm. which I won't be around then. No. <laughs> <laughs> even if I was to stay here. But the point is, is that there was a plan. Right. And there was a desire mm-hmm. to implement it. And that alone, the vision that mm-hmm. that cast was huge mm-hmm. for me as a a cyclist and for me as a bicycle dealer mm-hmm. um, because I think there was a prior to that there was a lot of languishing flip-flopping back and forth between right. do we do this do we do mm-hmm. that now all of a sudden we have this plan so I think probably the one thing that ought to be done is just this continued encouragement to make that plan happen mm-hmm. um, as far as maybe a bigger issue probably the biggest issue issue, and I'm not sure that the Bike Walk Wichita can do much to help here other than education and maybe some uh, lobbying efforts, but I think probably the biggest issue that my customers express that they struggle with is, honestly, people driving cars with cell phones, Mm -hmm. you know, not paying attention to driving. Um, We live in a flat state with straight roads, and people think they can get on their phone, the road's straight for the next 30 miles, so uh, I can just play I, games, text, whatever, right. whatever they're doing on their right. phone. I don't have I to can, pay attention very well. I can well. read this, this right. book on and, my phone. and Or yeah. they just don't have to pay attention as much. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that either scares a lot of people or even yeah. injures or kills people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess my plea would be is that there be a real effort to kind of curb the distracted curb driving. the distracted drivers, make mm-hmm. the penalties high enough, maybe be a little more specific, you know, no texting and driving. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Right. You know, right. And there's a lot of places around this country mm-hmm. and around the world where mm-hmm. the person in the driver's seat is not allowed to yeah. handhold a phone mm-hmm. of any kind, electronic device of any kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's severe penalties for that penalties for doing so. And I think that how that all happens, I think it's just a big thing. Right. And not just for cyclists, but right. for pedestrians, mm-hmm. for other motorists. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it helps all segments of the population. That's right. Yeah. But I think that if something was to happen in that regard, I think it would boost cycling. Um, I think another thing that uh, would really help would be the getting kids riding bicycles. Mm-hmm. 
as much as we like computers, computer games, et cetera, et cetera, getting kids outdoors, yeah. uh, whether it be school programs or something, mm -hmm. enabling them to ride the bikes, have fun on the bike, enjoy the bike, rather than being in front you know, of cooped a up inside, in yeah. front of a screen. Yeah. And of course, that re part of that is just providing safe neighborhoods, which is difficult sometimes, mm -hmm. but that would really help yeah. um, ease parents' minds when they send their kids out to play. I remember I grew up, we had access to the whole town <laughs> on a bike. We'd yeah. disappear. And, and I know times have changed right. and that may not happen ever again in a yeah. lot of cases, but at the yeah. same time, something we need to uh, mm -hmm. uh, fight for. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, being active is something that can, if you make those habits when you're young, and then also just remaining active as you age can mm -hmm. stem off so many mental health things, physical health things, and and are creating neighborhoods that foster that. Right. I mean, everything kind of works in conjunction. And uh, those are trying to get the elected officials and the community at large to all get on the same page with that is... Mm -hmm an ongoing effort. I know that with advocacy, they talk about, it, it, it's, it's even harder in these times when everything is so instantaneous. You know, right. they just, yep. there's an app for that and you just download <laughs> the app and you have access to all this stuff. But advocacy, when they look at, you know, an advocacy campaign for something, sometimes you're talking about years and decades mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. things to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just not a timeline that a lot of the population is used to dealing with anymore. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, it's uh, an ongoing thing, but it is definitely worth it because our health outcomes for a population, for our neighbors and for ourselves, mm -hmm. our mental health, our physical health right. is, is right. so important. So. I agree. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me, Nathan. And You're welcome, yeah. Amy. It's been a joy. Yeah, we're going to really miss has. you, and yeah. I wish you well on your next part of your life. Well, thank you. We'll miss Wichita for sure. We'll be back from time to time. I mean, the seasons are changing quickly. Uh, these, these howling winds, and uh, I don't know about you, but it always takes me a few weeks to mm -hmm. figure out my layering. Uh, yeah. I always forget that I need a scarf or I should have mittens or different layers. <laughs> yeah, I um, find myself walking out and then going back to the house yeah. and then trying to get out the door again and then walking back into the house. I think I lock and unlock my house about three times before I actually get down the road. I try to keep it to two. So <laughs> I think I have you beat. I haven't, I haven't made, the, made the conversion yet, so... It's still three. Well, you know, if you're interested uh, in riding all winter long um, and really expanding your season, and especially during COVID, I think it's it's so important to be outside and continuing your physical activity uh, for the mental and physical health benefits. Uh, Jack will actually be leading a talk online, uh, Winter Wear and Gear, November 11th. So this will be a virtual event. Uh, you can join us, and we will also have the recording up on our YouTube channel. It'll be a, a great event, um, yeah. and people will, will join in the mm -hmm. conversation of what they wear and how they layer, so mm -hmm. there'll be lots of different perspectives. Uh, layering for winter is, 
do you you, you kind of have to it's trial and error it is it's so personal yes, mm-hmm. yes. But yet there are some lessons uh, that you can mm-hmm. pick up that really yeah. help yeah so yep I always look forward to that talk because I forget every summer it, it goes right out. And there's new gear coming out all the time. That's yes. true. So even if, you know, you're a long time year round cyclist and stuff, you know, some people might discover some new gear and it's just always good to check in on that. Uh, we also have our Safe City Cycling class. I'm really excited about this one, November 5th. This will be our virtual class. Um, and cycling instructors, you know, will discuss crash avoidance maneuvers and safe riding skills um, that will definitely change how you ride. Every single person I've known that's ever taken this class, and we've had a lot go through it, said it, it definitely changed how they, how they ride, their, mm-hmm. their whole riding behavior. You must register in advance, so make sure you look for that link. And the uh, on-bike portion will be held that next weekend. Cycling instructors there mm-hmm. will do parking lot drills and a group ride and stuff. So you get the full experience still. Also super excited about Operation Firefly. So we have our two events scheduled. Uh, November 6th will be on South Broadway. And November 13th will be standing up on North Broadway at Murdoch and Broadway. And we partner with Wichita Police Department's bicycle team. Also Kansas Department of Transportation. They provide the grant for the lights. Our volunteers install bike lights on anybody riding by mm-hmm. who doesn't have lights. Right. And it's just such a fun event, and yeah. it's quite the experience. Yeah, and it was it, it was so successful last year. That's why we yeah. had, like, two locations this yes, year. Yes, we did. Yeah. A, they installed over 55 lights last year in one hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, hey, if you don't have anything better to do on a Friday night, then come stand down on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> There's a volunteer opportunity there for you right on our website. If you ever wanted to see what Friday nights on Broadway it's, were like. It was, it was fun. <laughs> yes. Actually, we had more volunteers than we needed, uh, but that's yeah. fine because yeah, it was okay. always a fun time down on yes. Broadway. Yes. Of course, we're also gearing up for holiday cheer. Uh, we will have our Christmas lights ride December 6th and our Christmas lights walk December 12th. So make sure you decorate your bike and yourself mm-hmm. in lights and holiday cheer and join us uh, for those events. We're right. really excited about those. And and the Chris, particularly the Christmas light ride, it's just as fun for the residents as it is. <laughs> we for are the, the attraction. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> we we are a rolling parade for them. Mm-hmm. And, yes, uh, I love it. it mm-hmm. It's it's a fantastic time. Uh, it's also a really good way to just get introduced to riding in a very large group. Of, uh, so it's a yeah. very, very slow and ride at night, at night mm-hmm. and, and it is very safe for kids because it is such a large group and Bike Walk Wichita does a good job of, of um, kind of managing traffic safety yes. and, and stuff like that. So uh, feel free, to, it, it is definitely a family affair and the Christmas Light Walk is, um, I think, are we still doing it in groups? Or, we are. People yes. will be able mm-hmm. to come at their, you know, at their own time and mm-hmm. go on a, a guided yeah. route um, mm-hmm. and look at the lights and uh, yeah. just have a, a nice, cheerful evening yes. outdoors, which yes. is, you know, I think really important during these times yes. as well. So, and it's amazing how warm you stay when you're when you're yes. walking. Yes. Mm-hmm. I also we have tons of events on our calendar, so make sure you click mm-hmm. on the calendar link in our show notes, um, and you can also find all of our events on Facebook. 
Also, Alan has been uploading different uh, routes uh, on Facebook and in Strava for the keepers and all different art and parks that yeah. you might want to go out and explore on your own right? Um, and not with a group. Yeah, and our Strava, our Strava Club uh, page, uh, Strava is a uh, tracker app for biking and walking. It's a little more geared towards biking, but they do, it, it's a good mm-hmm. way to track walking. And there is a free version that is very robust even for yes. a free version you know if you want to join strava get on the uh bike walk wichita strava club i think yes. we almost have 400 members yeah see where folks are walking and biking and it's and a great way to connect mm-hmm. again it's about mm-hmm. community and yeah. um, you can also see where people are riding yeah. uh, and walking and find new routes so if you are looking for self-guided walks and rides, you can also download our free Bike Walk Wichita app from Apple or your Google Play Store. Um, and that makes it convenient just to do mm-hmm. on your own cell phone. Mm-hmm. On that app, you can also find all of our volunteer opportunities, make donations, and also look at all of our other events and stuff mm-hmm. coming up. So I am excited to share our volunteer spotlight for this month. This month is a very special volunteer. Of course, many of you know Jack Murphy. He has been around Bike Walk Wichita literally since day one. Nancy, Mm -hmm. I don't know. He was there before I came. Yes, he he was one of the original ones with Barry. There was a handful of cyclists, and and Jack was amongst them. And I know he jokes that Tim and Barry were riding out riding one day on gravel, and Barry kind of rode up next to him and just said, hey, you know, I'm going to kind of start this, you know, organization. We're kind of trying to get bike lanes and, you know, will you come to a meeting? And Jack said he he came and and never left. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that's usually what people's experience here at Bike Walk at Wichita is. is We are a home uh, and a family and Jack definitely came in and we joked he was a jack of all trades. Yeah, Uh, and he is. So he was very instrumental over these last 10 years, you know, of really setting up our infrastructure, our technology, um, ensuring that we could track volunteer, you know, activities, um, take donations, you know, all these important nonprofit things. Thank goodness he had some nonprofit experience that he brought Mm -hmm. to the organizations. He also was some of our first staff when we first ramped up and hired uh, part-time staff. Jack was our first volunteer coordinator. And uh, so he really helped develop uh, kind of that process um, because we knew that was initially what we needed to focus on as a volunteer-led organization was how do we support and connect with with our volunteers. So we have enjoyed his passion and energy around here a lot. I mean, it can be felt, I mean, whether you're attending a bike jam and he's out riding the bikes with the kids, like we (laughs) mentioned, or if you're at a walk. Or if you're in Recycle Shop, uh, you're most likely going to run in to Jack somewhere. And I'm sure you, Nancy, have had lots of Jack stories over the years, many of which are probably not appropriate yeah, I'm not for the airways. Yeah, I'm not going to tell them. Exactly. <laughs> Jack right now is sweating, you know, as he's listening to this episode. And Love you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Jack has taken, he stepped down from being our volunteer coordinator, and we have actually hired uh, Ronnie. She is our new volunteer coordinator. Uh, so that he can actually just volunteer and, and actually enjoy the other side of Bike Walk Wichita and so that he can actually get out and ride a little bit more. So thank you, Jack, uh, for all you have done and that you continue to do, whether you're here actually in headquarters or whether you're off helping with an event. We definitely appreciate your passion and energy um, that you have brought to this organization and continue to do so. Well, 
It looks like our time is up. I really had a great time chatting with you ladies here today. It was so much fun. Thank you to everyone for tuning in, and we hope that you enjoyed, you know, catching up and hearing some of the history of Bike Walk Wichita and uh, some of the places we plan to go here in the future. As we move into 2021, we are working on our strategic plan, mm-hmm. and we really want your input. So we have a survey out on our Facebook page. You can look on Twitter or Instagram. It's also on our website, and we'll be sharing it out through our e-newsletter uh, to find out What do you think we should be doing in 2021 and beyond uh, to make Wichita a better, safer place for biking, walking, and active transportation? So please take a minute to take that survey and please share your comments. It's the comments that we really want. Those are gold. Tell us, what what do you want to see? If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Comment. Tell us what you'd like to hear, um, who you'd like to hear interviews with. Yes. Um, you can be the first to hear our latest episodes by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or most wherever you find your podcasts. Of course, Bike Walk Wish I couldn't do it without all of our amazing local business sponsors. As our city opens back up, uh, you know, and is struggling to, to kind of get back to normal, um, please, please shop local and support the businesses that truly want to see Wichita transformed. Right. So our 2020 sponsors include REI. Uh, of course, you know, we just love shopping at REI as much as we can. Uh, Palmer Physical Therapy for Women. We have Truck Stuff, Medis, Bicycle Peddler, Bicycle Exchange, and Heartland all go above and beyond just selling bikes and mm-hmm. gear to really advocating and working on trails and local bike lanes and Mm -hmm. and advocacy. We really appreciate their um, service. We also have Visionary Print, ICT Lights, uh, who's going to be lighting up some of the lights we will see on our ride and walk. And we also have Dr. Katie, who is awesome and practices at Family Care Associates. So if you are looking for a family physician during these times, Katie will keep you well. We have some brand new sponsors as well. Johnson's Garden Center, of course, you all know Marty. Mm -hmm. We had a great time out at his acre and appreciate his support over the years. We also have Simply Sangria. If you have not stopped by, ladies, (laughs) gents, and tasted Simply Sangria's products, they are located right along the bike lane. Very convenient. So (laughs) just saying, uh, plan your ride accordingly uh, and for a ride home. (laughs) (laughs) And then if you want to stay on the healthier drink side, we also have Inspirit Kombucha, who uh, makes delicious beverages as well. Of course, thank you to all of the brand new bicyclists and walkers that are out. Biking and walking has grown between 90 and 125% over last year, um, is the national estimate. We are in the top 10 cities in the U.S. uh, for growth in biking. So uh, welcome to everyone and welcome to all of the new network um, of bike and pedestrians. So if you know of a local business that is needing to connect with people, We actually have a pretty large market, and uh, we have put out our 2021 sponsorship opportunities and can provide a customized promotion plan for the entire year. So we truly create a partnership with each business and try to make it mutually beneficial for all of us. Well, that wraps up our show. Extra thanks to Amy and Nancy for being in the studio today, to all of our volunteers. I mean, it was such a fun time. Thank you, Kim, for 
coordinating all of this and, and keeping us on track. I just try to kind of keep a pulse on what's happening, but it's just, it's, it's crazy town here all the time. Wow. So. It just keeps growing. So yeah. it's hard. It is awesome, though. <laughs> Special thanks to our podcast producer, Christian, and to all of the volunteers who make the magic happen. We truly couldn't do it without you, and we hope that we will see you out and around town. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.